This is also a siyam of Masech Tuxubis, a summary of the Sikha. In this week's parsha, we find the pasuk "Vayrashtem esaaretz v'yishaftem bo." You shall empty the land of its Israel of the old inhabitants of the Canaanim, and you shall settle in it. Because I have given it to you, to the Yidden, to inherit it. So the Ramban says that this is one of the mitzvahs, this is a mitzvah, it's a mitzvah to settle in Eretz Yisrael, to live in Eretz Yisrael. But the Rambam does not uh, count it as one of the 613 mitzvahs, he doesn't mention it as a mitzvah at all, although he does say as follows. A person should always live in Eretz Yisrael, even in a city which is mostly non-Jewish. And not live outside of Eretz Yisrael, even in a city that is mostly Yidin. Because anyone, because anyone that goes to Chutz Oretz, it's as if he worships idols. As the Pasuk says, because David HaMelech said, they, they chased me away today from being able to dwell in the inheritance of Hashem, what he meant was in Eretz Yisrael, and they said to me, go worship idols, they didn't actually say that, but living outside of Eretz Yisrael would be like worshipping idols. And the Rambam says, just like it's prohibited to go out of Eretz Yisrael to Chutz Laaretz, so also it's prohibited to go out of Bavel to any other country, as the Pasuk says, Bavela Yavoyu, they shall come to Babel and that's where they should be in other words in the Golas and this is based on a Gemara at the end of Masech Subas, where it says Amar Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yehuda said anyone that goes from Babel to Eretz Yisrael violates a positive mitzvah because the Pasuk says until the day that I will remember you that Hashem will remember us we have to stay in Babel we're not allowed to go to Eretz Yisrael and then the Gemara says another memra in the name of Rabbi Yehuda Mishmuel, just like it's prohibited to go from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, so also it's also to go from Babel to, to any other country. So we need some clarity about this issue, about why it's prohibited to go leave Babel. Does it mean that it's prohibited to leave Babel altogether? Does it mean that it's prohibited to go from Babel to Eretz Yisrael? but to go to any other country. In other words, is the issue going to Eretz Yisrael because Hashem says, you can't go back until I tell you, till I bring you back? Or is it that there's something about Bavel that we need to stay in Bavel, something about Bavel that we need to stay there? And therefore, you're not allowed to go from Bavel to any country. So we need some clarity about what is meant over here. So to explain, we find two reasons given for why it's prohibited to go from Bavel into any other country. The Rambam says, he brings the Pasuk, Bavelo Yavoyu V'shama In other words, he says that it's a mitzvah, it's based on a Pasuk. The Pasuk says, this is where you must remain, you're not allowed to leave Bavel. Rashi has a different reason. He says, because Bavel was the place where all the yeshivas were at the time, that's where Torah was taught across, you know, in Bavel, which spread out to the whole world. And therefore, you're not allowed to leave a place which is the place of Torah to go anywhere else. But we have to understand, according to the Rambam, it's true that when the Pasuk was said, that was when 
after the destruction of the first, by the destruction of the first base Amigdash, that's where the Golis went to, to Babel. But what about now, by the second base Amigdash, when the, the destruction, the Golis was not into Babel at all? It went to Edom, to Rome, wherever it was, and that's where the Golis is. So, how does this apply after the first base Amigdash, after the second base Amigdash? Another question we find that there were many Amiroim, the Gemara is full of stories of Amiroim, sages of the Talmud that went from Babel and they went to Eretz Yisrael. they went to learn in Eretz Yisrael. some of them even st- settled there, some of them went back, some of them settled there, so how were they permitted to go, and it's not, it's not possible to say that those Amiroim disagree with Rabbi Yehuda it's very difficult to say that especially that the teachers of Rabbi Yehuda himself, Rav and Shmuel, in fact, he says one of these uh, statements in the name of Shmuel, they themselves went from Bavel to learn in Eretz Yisrael. So how could they, did Shmuel say something that disagrees with his own rebbes, with his own, with his own teachers, with his own uh, mentors, especially that it says, says it in the name of one of them, of Shmuel? So to understand this, in why, what makes Eretz Yisrael outstanding, different than any other country? There are two issues that make Eretz Yisrael different than any other country. One is, the Medrash says, Chaviva Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael is very dear because Hashem chose Eretz Yisrael. He chose that as His country. So just because Hashem chose it, it's not that Eretz Yisrael has any special, unique, outstanding qualities about it, necessarily. Hashem chose it. Another explanation, that Eretz Yisrael is a holy country. It is a holy place. It is a place where Hashem invested holiness into it. And therefore, that's a, that's a holy, the holy land. The relationship of the Yidin to Eretz Yisrael is also in these two in these two ways there is as say, uh, uh, the Chazal tell us Hashem chose Eretz Yisrael and he chose the Yidin so therefore Hashem said let the Yidin which are I chose go to the country which I chose in other words they're connected to it because they're both chosen and then there is also because of the holiness that the Yidin had the Yidin learned Torah they do mitzvahs they are a holy people so therefore they belong in Eretz Yisrael the holy people belong in the holy land the name of Eretz Yisrael also expresses these two different types of um, uniquenesses of the land. When you say Eretz Yisrael, that means you're talking about the Holy Land. Just like the Yidin are the Holy People, the Holy Land. Then there is Ha'aretz, the land. Eretz Canaan. The Torah refers to it many times as Eretz Canaan. You don't have to say Eretz Yisrael if you want to talk about the fact that Hashem chose this from all other countries geographical locations because that is based it says that when Hashem created the world he chose this that location and gave all the other uh, the countries to the non-Jews and he kept this for the, kept this for himself so even at the creation before there was an Am Yisrael before anything it was already a chosen place and it could be called Eretz Canaan and still be the chosen place and therefore, when we talk about leaving Eretz Yisrael, there is also two issues at play. One is not to leave the Holy Land. Another point is not to reject that which Hashem has chosen as his, his place. 
And this explains what the Rambam says. The Rambam says, just like it's prohibited to go from the land, meaning from Eretz Yisrael, but he doesn't call it Eretz Yisrael, he calls it Haaretz, the land, the country. Just like it's prohibited to go from Haaretz, Luchutz Laaretz, outside of Israel, so also it's prohibited to go from Babel to any other country. What's the comparison between leaving Eretz Yisrael to leaving uh, Babel? How are they aligned? How are they similar to each other? If we say, if we're talking about that just as Eretz Yisrael is a chosen country and that's why you're not allowed to leave it, because that rejects what, what Hashem set as the place where the Yidin should be, in a similar way, as the Pasuk says, Bavela Yavoyu Hashem Yiyu, Hashem chose the country of Bavel as the place where the, where the Golos should be, you know, observed, so to speak. Where should a Yid be? What's the proper place for a Yid to be during the Golos time? That is in Bavel, just like the right place for a Yid under normal circumstances, under happy circumstances, is to be in Eretz Yisrael. So also, when there's the time of Golos, Hashem said, that's the place to be. And that's the comparison between leaving Eretz Yisrael and leaving Bavel. And although the Pasuk that the Rambam uses as his proof, Bavela Yavoyu Vashamayiyu, is actually, in actual fact, that's talking about the Klisharis. It was that Yirmiyahanavi, the Marsha says that Yirmiyahanavi was simply prophesizing that they, the enemy will take the Kalim from the Beis Amidosh and they will bring it to Babel and that's where they, remain, they will remain until Hashem will uh, remember and bring them back. The, the Marsha says, therefore, it's not really a mitzvah, it's not a command that that's where you have to be, it's just simply stating the facts as the Prophet saw them. But the Rambam obviously disagrees and he says that it is a, an imperative it's an imperative that that is where we are meant to remain. And therefore, even though we're now talking about a later Golis, the Golis Edom, which wasn't, the enemy wasn't from, uh, from Bavel and they weren't bringing people to Bavel, but since Hashem set that as the chosen place for the Golis, therefore it still continues. That obligation still continues and you're not allowed to leave Bavel to go anywhere else. So therefore, according to Rashi, who says that the reason is because that's where the yeshivas were. So as long as the yeshivas are there, then you're not allowed to leave Babel. You have to stay where the yeshivas are. But once the yeshivas had left there anyway, there's nothing left in Babel. So according to Rashi, there would be no issue to leave Babel. But according to the Rambam, it has nothing to do with that. That's more talking about the Kedusha, that you have to be around the place of holiness. But according to the Ramam, it's simply because that's the chosen place. Hashem decided for some reason that that is the right place. And therefore, it carries on even if there's no uh, yeshivas, there is no, there's nothing about Bavel itself that would say why you should be there. Still, you have to be there. And this explains also the progression of halachas as they are in Hilchst Malachim, where he talks about this matter, how he goes about unfolding the, the halachas. He starts with the prohibition to live in Mitzrayim. Why? Because Mitzrayim is the most uh, corrupt of all countries. Talking about Kedusha, that's the opposite of Kedusha. Then he goes on to talk about that Eretz Yisrael is the holiest of all countries. The Chachamim loved Eretz Yisrael, they would kiss the ground in Eretz Yisrael. You're not allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael. Um, if somebody lives in Eretz Yisrael, all of his sins are forgiven. Those talk about the holiness that comes with being in Eretz Yisrael. 
Then he goes on to say that a person should always live in Eretz Yisrael, even in a city which is mostly Goyim, as we quoted before, and not live in Chutzlar, even though it's a, it's a holy place. Now he's already transitioning to talking about, not just about the holiness of Eretz Yisrael, as evidence, for instance, from the fact that you live in Eretz Yisrael, even in a place which is mostly Goyim. That's not about the holiness. That's not about the holiness. They're all mostly Goyim. But, and so he's talking about both going from the holiness of Eretz Yisrael, now he also brings in to the picture the idea that Eretz Yisrael is chosen. And then he goes on to talk about that. Just like you're not allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael, now that he has already brought up the fact that Eretz Yisrael is the chosen country, so just like you're not allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael, you're also not allowed to leave Bavel because it too is the chosen place for the Yidden to spend the time of Golos. And according to this, we can understand now why, how it is that the Amiroim were able to leave Eretz Yisrael to go to Bavel. To go, leave Bavel to go to Eretz Yisrael. Sorry, the opposite. How could they leave Bavel to go to Eretz Yisrael? Because the fact that you're not allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael also has conditions with it. Since we've drawn a comparison between leaving Eretz Yisrael and leaving Bavel, so now we understand that just as there are conditions where you are allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael, for instance, if somebody wants to go to learn, it's a better place to learn, or he has the business that he can make over there, he's not successful in Eretz Yisrael, he needs to find another place to earn a living, then you are allowed to. How much more so when we talk about Bavel, that if you find a place where you can learn better, or a place that you can do better business, then certainly you're allowed to leave. For that reason, you're allowed to leave. So therefore, the Amiroyim, they found reason to go to Israel to be able to learn on a higher level. And some of them, uh, there's a difference between going to business, by, by the way, and going for learning. By business, there's a limit to how long you're allowed to stay. If you made some business and you earned a living, you're not allowed to stay to make more money. If you have enough to, get to, uh, to live with, you have to go back to Israel. By learning, if, you have, if it can continue forever, you're allowed to stay forever. There's no limit to how long you can stay in order to improve in your learning. So there were Amiroyim that were permitted to stay for the whole, the rest of their life in Eretz Yisrael. That was a better place to learn. Rav and Shmuel, they eventually came back because after they finished learning with Rebbe, now they already reached a certain uh, level and there was nothing more that they could find better in Eretz Yisrael than they could find in Babel. Therefore, they, were, they had to return to Babel. In fact, Bava was a better place for them. That's where they learned more. They, they had better success even Bava than they could have had in Eretz Yisrael. But that's why they were permitted to. Now, just as we find these two differences about why Eretz Yisrael is special, because Hashem chose it and because it has holiness, the same is true for Yidin too. There are two things about the Yidin which make us special. One is that Hashem chose us. And that choosing us was not based on holiness that we have a better that we have an neshama that we learn Torah that we do mitzvahs because then it wouldn't be called choice as is well known that a choice is only when two things are equal so we had to find that the yidn had to be equal to everyone else if he looks at the yidn as holy people then of course it wouldn't be a choice it would just be a forced uh, how, how could he choose anybody else how could he go any other way but because there, the, the choice goes much deeper beyond the fact that we learn Torah and do mitzvahs. He chose us just for who we are, without the holiness that we have. So therefore it means that the Yidden are connected 
to the essence of Hashem and we are connected to our essence our essence connected to the essence of Hashem then there is the reason because Yid does Torah and does mitzvahs and that's how we're connected to Hashem so that is based on the holiness, on the Torah, on the mitzvahs in other words it doesn't go down to the core essence of who we are because it's based on the fact that we learn Torah and do mitzvahs but the core essence is, would not necessarily be there so the truth is that the core essence, the, the, uh, the choice that Hashem makes in us has a deeper can make, brings a deeper connection between us and Hashem even then the Torah and mitzvahs that we do and through which we become connected to Hashem and this explains an interesting thing it says plus there are three connections there is the Yidin are connected to the Torah the Torah is connected to Hashem so the question is there are three elements here the Yidin, the Torah and Hashem but the connections are only two the Yidin connected to the Torah the Torah connected to Hashem so why does it say three connections and the answer is that there is in fact a third connection which is, goes directly from Hashem to the Yidin that's the connection that comes through Bechira that Hashem chose us and there is a third link which links us directly to Hashem now all that we did say that there is a deeper link a connection between based on Bechira as we said before but so then why do we need the connection through Torah if we have a deeper connection what's the need for the connection through Torah and the answer is because the connection through Bechira is purely from the perspective from Hashem's choosing and doing but it it doesn't in any way express itself, illuminate it, or reveal itself within us, because we have done nothing for it. When we fulfill Torah, when we do mitzvahs, when we fulfill mitzvahs and we learn Torah, then we have also brought a bond, uh, brought ourselves into the bond, and therefore that reveals not only the fact that we're connected through Torah and mitzvahs, but also that there is a deeper connection that illuminates, that reveals the deeper connection as well. But without the Torah and mitzvahs, without our connection based on Torah and mitzvahs, we would be completely in the dark about that deeper connection. It would never be revealed within us. The same is true for Yisrael as well. That even though Hashem chose Yisrael, which goes beyond its holiness, but it's the holiness which reveals the essential connection that exists between Hashem and Yisrael, that is revealed to us, comes out through the holiness that is brought to Yisrael. And the ultimate of this will happen when Mashiach comes, when it says the Yidin will come, they are called the inheritance of Hashem, will come to the country which is called the Nachla, the inheritance of Hashem. We will build the Beis Hamikdash, which is called the inheritance of Hashem, and the Schus of the Torah, which is also called the inheritance of Hashem.